friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. Each week, we will bring you new episodes sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics in hopes that we get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice, we are strictly speaking of our life experiences and for entertainment purposes only. Now with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Babe podcast. I'm your host, Brandy, and with me here today is my beautiful co-host, Kayla. Hey girl. Hey, what's up? I am just so excited, you guys. We are getting close to our 10th episode, but we are on number nine. And just to say that out loud is just incredible. I can't. I'm just so blown away by saying this. But this episode, we're going to shift because we are in a new month. So when this gets released, it is going to be, I think this is actually going to be released the last day of March. It'll be the 31st, but we're going to jump into April. So we're a day ahead of April, but April is going to be women's health. And we're going to start by talking about that beautiful little thing called birth control. Yes, it's it's a love-hate, I think, for a lot of women. Like, you love the, like, simple contraceptive fact of it, but the other things are less than desirable. Exactly. And I think the craziest thing is that we're learning is that everyone has similar experiences but different and I'm just really grateful that we're all talking about it now because and we're not saying that it's not safe and it's not good for certain people and times or things but I think if we would have been able to identify that a lot of the things that we did or reactions that we had or you know that was related to birth control that probably would have helped a lot especially in your teenage years for myself personally I think because I started at a young age so it would have been nice to know or being told the possible side effects there was never any risk it was always just it's very very safe and the right thing for you to do and I just I just wish there was more discussion around it you know oh I can agree with you a hundred percent like I think um that's a really important fact to note that you know as young women we want to be able to have sex without getting pregnant like that's a that is an ideal component to why we push for birth control but I don't know if there's a lot of like healthy understanding or information given when you're going to get it as much as it's like, oh, here's your prescription. This is what it does. Here's some possible side effects. But they don't really like, I don't know. I feel like there's no hype on the side effects and like not really highlighting like the things that you might notice. Like, I'm just going to throw it out there and say like, if you had depression or any kind of depression, women have to be very careful because the side effect of that is like, depression which is like oh wow that's fun like so fun. yeah well and if you don't know that's what it is too right so then you just think that you're sad yeah and it's not that you should have to necessarily stop birth control but at least you'd be like oh this is a side effect of not just against like you we've heard you guys say feeling crazy in the last episode stuck in that depressive state being like oh this is a side effect of what I'm taking and then you can decide (laughs) if the risk is worth the reward 
you know, when I was younger, then the risk then was way more worth the reward. I don't know for as long as, as an adult, no, but not right currently, but as young, yeah, it was worth the risk. Um, but you know, that's, that's, I just wish something there's more talked about. So there's more option or information on the table so that people aren't so shocked or, you know, if they start feeling that they go to the doctor right away, Hey, maybe this isn't the right birth control. You know, maybe I'm on a wrong one. I know I was on a ton of different ones. It took a long time to find one that didn't make me as uh, crazy as some of them did, especially when I was a teenager. My goodness. Yeah, mine were mine actually. And you know what? For me, I think I remember mine being quite relatively normal in high school. Uh, so it wasn't until after I had cash and then went back on to go back on to birth control that I really had struggles with finding the right one. And um they also being like what late, uh, late twenties when I was like, Oh, the switch to the IUD because you're not taking the pill. Um, they don't, you know, even at my age now, not being really aware of how it works. I wish I would have like taken the time to like ask more questions or be more involved with it rather than let's just get this in and get it over with. So I cannot get pregnant. Like, right. I think that, yeah, the focus needs to shift. For sure. And I think back then too, I mean, we have different ones and I know there's different options when I was younger, but it was always mainly pushed on the pill. So um, on this episode, guys, we decided to do a little bit differently. I just kind of decided to take a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. From the interwebs, but that's the best that some of us can do. So we went to the health, I went to the helpline and a lot of the government sites and you know, it's, it's funny. We we're going to mainly talk about birth control pills, um, but there are lots of different forms. So what they're saying birth control is technically is any method medicine or device used to prevent pregnancy. So it's not always just medication. There are other devices and other options. Women can choose from many different types of birth control. Some work better than others in preventing pregnancy. But when I was younger and I think more as a teen, which obviously is the easiest, most reversible one was the pill. That being said, it has also come with a lot of other health risks, right? So yeah. it's like, a, it, I wish that, you know, I hate to say this and people might think I'm a prude, but sometimes I wish it was just kind of like, you know, you, you don't have to have sex all the time. Like, let's talk about tracking periods and knowing when not to have sex. And like, yes, you can get pregnant other times. I'm not saying that, but you know, there was never any discussion around that it was just like, oh, just kill any chance you ever have of being pregnant. And that's like the option. Yeah. And it's, and it's fine as a teen, but as, as an adult, I wish I would have like realized that I could just, you know, be more in tune with my body and work with it naturally. And I think that's really important, like, and not just for us, but for the the boys, like to understand because, you know, they want to have sex too. And it shouldn't be up to just the girl to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like it should be a joint effort. If you're having sex, it should be a joint thing, a, a conversation at least. And, you know, just uh, cause I feel like the narrative is very like guys can either wear a condom or don't cause it's easy for the girl to take a pill. You know, it's kind of, yeah. the narrative is kind of, yeah, it's not really in anyone's favor. If you think about it, cause the boys aren't getting, I don't know. They're just not, I don't know if they're getting the, their proper education. Cause I think it would be helpful if they knew, what the risks were yeah for sure well maybe if the nine percent of boys you're listening i'm sorry you probably want to bounce out of this but i think if you have a spouse um or anything if you have any sort of woman in your life i think it's important to listen through this month too because 
it's going to explain a lot of behaviors and reasons why women some and a lot of us behave or react the way that we do and what we're going through that's hard to talk about and I think that's super informative for any man out there that has you know a wife a girlfriend a spouse or any woman that has you know women obviously can understand a little bit probably more but you know not to say I'm not going to say who but anybody anybody that has to deal with a woman in these situations um hopefully this will give you a little bit of light. So sorry if you want to turn back now because things will probably get a little bit more descriptive. We understand. We'll see you next month. We're going to talk about fitness. Um, but for now, we're going to talk yeah. about birth control and we're going to jump into the different types of birth control. Um, obviously, guys, we're no medical doctors. There is a doctor online. I'm going to share her this week. Um, Dr. Brighton, she's amazing at talking about women's health and I'm going to share her a lot this month, especially when it comes to birth control because she taught me a lot. And uh, the fitness lioness is actually the one that got me to go off birth control. Um, not got me to, but inspired me to look into it myself. But um, um, any birth control method is obviously to prevent pregnancy and there's different methods, but there's mainly condoms, which we've talked about, IUDs, birth control pills, which we've talked about, the rhythm method, which I have no idea. So if someone wants to educate me, I don't know if that's like a form of sex, like the motion of your ocean. Yeah. Rhythm. I don't know. <laughs> or uh, I'm not sure. Or maybe that's like the fancy way to say the pullout method. I'm not sure um vasectomy and um tubular ligation i probably butchered that word i'm sorry if you did so obviously there's some of these birth controls that are reversible some of them that aren't affecting hormones some that are some that are permanent some that are reversible so it's kind of like up to you and what's best for your life i think and um I think that I, none of us can say, none of us, none of us. can say what's good for you. You know, what's good for you, but I think it's important to know that there's all different options. If you are really struggling with your hormones, you don't have to just be on the pill or you don't have to just be, have like, let's say an IUD or you don't have to just get like a vasectomy or get your tubes tied to, you know, not have a baby. Like, you know, there's tons of different ways and that can work together. Yeah. Um, and just keep asking the questions for your lifestyle. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. <clears throat> That was delicious. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of tubes, ties, Kayla vomits. Uh. Uh, so obviously the permanent ones, me and Kayla uh, obviously can't talk about oh. because I can't get a vasectomy. Nope. Um, and I don't think I'll ever get my tubes tied. I mean, maybe one day, I don't know. Um, I won't, but for now, that's not form birth control. I would like to, but to just give like a quick idea for those that maybe don't know, what they are, again, pulling from this uh, Healthline website. A vasectomy is a form of birth control that prevents sperm from being released during ejaculation. I've been waiting all day since researching this to say that word. During the procedure, <laughs> the vas differens are cut or blocked. The vas differens, that's also what I wanted to say, is a duct that carries sperm from the testicles to the urethra. This whole, whole paragraph. Amazing. Although, although vasectomy is theoretically reversible reversal doesn't always work you should consider a vasectomy only if you're certain you don't want to have any more children so that's really important to note I know it can be and some men have had success I have watched a, a fellow go through it around my age and he said it went through successful it was a lot of pain too and I'm not saying don't do it if you need to but just be absolute I don't think that that's just something you're like oh you know I don't really want to have kids like go do it's not just like one of those like oh it can be undone all the time like make that like be be sure you're making yeah. a decision with yeah. like serious thought I would have to agree that being said if that's what you want to do like it's amazing that that's an option so on the flip side um it's called I think it's called tubule tubal ligation I'm sorry I'm gonna say tubes tied. yep you're killing it is, though. 
is another form of birth control. Um, it says it's also known as female sterilization, which I just really don't like that I word. I don't but like that. Me neither, but we'll keep going. It's a surgical procedure that involves cutting or blocking the fallopian tubes to prevent eggs and sperm from meeting. So yeah, tubes tied, more visual. Um, it's sometimes confused with hysterectomy, but they're very different. So if you have a partial hysterectomy, your uterus is removed and you'll continue to ovulate, but you won't be able to carry a child. So you'll still be able, you'll still ovulate and have all that, but you won't be able to, um, house a child. Um, a complete hysterectomy involves removing your uterus and your ovaries, which prompts immediate menopause. So then once you get the eggs removed, your ovaries removed, then you go into uh, immediate menopause. And I've actually um, known a few people uh, like my, um, my mom, I believe she's had gone a little bit early because she um, had some stuff there. And I've had a friend that went through it really early too. It's, it's kind of wild how it really depends on your ovary situation on when you go into that menopausal phase and how many things can trigger that other than just, you know, what you would think would be just age. Um, so after your tubes are tied though, you still have ovulation and your menstruation continues until menopause naturally occurs. So getting your tubes tied, isn't like getting the whole shebang out, but, uh, it is a more of a permanent way of not having a child. Mm. Interesting. I didn't know that until I read this today. So that was really interesting to me. That is actually fascinating. Cause I was always wondering, like I, when I've, um, I believe my mom's had a hysterectomy. She had endometriosis. So um, mm -hmm. I'm like, I think that I just, I don't know if I know what, if she had the full or just the partial because, uh, but that's, I always thought that if you had the hysterectomy that, that that was like, that was it. Like there was no, I didn't realize there was a full or partial. So yeah, I think that's yeah. actually really nice, but it sounds easy but then I'm like alarming because I'm like what you, you're going in for a surgery like they have to probably cut you open and yeah, do this yeah. yeah I would imagine that when you just get the partial then if it's just removing the uterus it's like you'll still like won't go to menopause because you're still going to ovulate but then as soon as you stop ovulating that's when you go to menopause so that's probably maybe why people do the partial and anybody want to comment on, let us know and message us about this. We'd, we'd love yeah. to, like we said, share on that, but it'd be very curious to know, is that just so that you don't have a kid, but then you still don't want to go into, let's say if it's a early menopause, right. Or, you know, I know for women in my family and people I've known, they've had, you know, uh, full hysterectomies for the fact that they're worried about um, their ovaries being left open to cancer. Um, so, and then having to take early menopause for that as well. So, you know, the, I understand the reasons behind all of it. It's just interesting looking at it as a birth control point of view, um, doing that without having to go into menopause. Let's say if you're in your thirties or your forties and you know, and you know, you're not going to get to menopause anytime soon, but you don't want to ever be able to carry or whatever. It's just, I find that really interesting that that that's awesome that it's an option. Sorry, I should say. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. I, cause it's, it's like, you know, I'll, I'm in that range right now where I, I don't want to like, I don't want to be on birth control forever, I don't think. So, and then there's the other side of this where I have to, I just have to mention it. Like my mother-in-law, um, my partner's mother, she is like in her fifties and still on birth control, never had an issue that she knows of. And it works really well for her and it's just simple and easy. And I'm like, okay you know, that, cool. that works for you. Like, that's good. I don't know. Like the pill just wasn't working for me. So we had to like, think of something. And then, you know, I just got into the, you know, the, I just got into the Russian idea of 
what my contraceptive form was going to be and i didn't i don't think i fully understood what it meant oh no, totally so and that leads us into the next form that we talked about because i believe this is the one that you'll have more experience than me so another form that's not so permanent but also um, can affect your hormones or not, depending on which kind you get. Um, but it is one where you don't have to remember about the pill. So a lot of women definitely love that because if you're a stoner like me, it's hard to remember. And sometimes you dismiss your phone and you still forget your fucking pill. Yep. Um, so that would be the IUDs, which is, a, a, I'm going to butcher this, interuterine, uterine. When I was pre-reading that, I was like, you're going to fuck that up in real life. IUDs are small devices placed in your uterus to inter interrupt the process of insemination. So they've been on and off on the market for decades, very popular around the world and one of the most effective forms of birth control. So I thought that was really interesting. And their effect uh, efficacy rate is insane. So an estimate two to eight in every thousand women um, who have IUDs get pregnant in a year. So that's a really low amount, 0.2 per hundred women. So I think that's really, I think that's really awesome. And then there's two different forms as far as I, as I, as I researched here, copper and hormonal, yep. um, they're, an ex, they're excellent choice for birth control. However, they're not the best for women who are at high risk for, um, obviously STIs, which that's obvious, obviously neither the birth control pill can, um, hide that it's as well. We're only going to have condoms or abstinence for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but both the copper and the hormonal type of IUDs work. Uh, making it difficult for the sperm to reach your egg. So just like imagine a little clamp, right? They're just clamped down instead of like t tying those tubes, you're just clamping them. So you remove it, then they'll be open again. I believe that's how it works, right? Um, I have one and dude, I am learning with you as you're reading this <laughs> out loud. So oh, that's awesome. um, as, as far as I know, ZIED is kind of just like- Thank you. That was really like visual for my mind. Like that made it make, cause I, okay, this is not relevant I'm sorry, but my boyfriend literally just clamped his exhaust back on. He was going to have to get it <laughs> welded, which I'm going to relate to having a hysterectomy or tubes tied to getting the IUD, which is the clamp. So it's funny, like you made it very visual and it makes sense. So yeah. cool. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, so that I know a lot of people have enjoyed that. Um, equally so. I've had people say that the hormonal part has affected them as well and over time. So they wanna maybe look at removing it. So I mean again, everyone it's it's each Yeah, own. it it really varies for me. Like uh I have the marina, so mine is the hormonal birth control IUD and in the beginning, when I was first adjusting to it, it was really difficult. Like, um, I was really, really moody. Uh, I like the, de the, the depressive time would last periods longer than they needed to really. And it was like, why am I feeling like this? And it's just like, you know, you're already, you're already susceptible to getting depressed as a female when you get your period. It's like something to do with the hormones. And then you're adding in like synthetic hormones and I don't know I feel I've talked to doctors about it and I don't know if they just think I'm like talking on my ass but I'm convinced that having the your body create the hormone naturally and then adding it synthetically it's just like you're overloading your body with it and um that can I feel like that can create problems so I I'm just gonna always say that I don't care what you know the doctors tell me I'm like I know my body and it feels like I get extra extra when that time comes and some people, and some people like you said 
can like totally just be fine. But some of us not so much. Well, yeah, and like then then I've even you know I've even talked to some people that may very well come in and guess with us that have the copper one and they come too with their own set of um your period's heavier i believe for the first while once you get it like it's like almost like the first months to like six months or maybe even longer like for the first however like that was my misconception when i got mine i was like oh i'm not gonna get a period but no you do bleed sporadically for like however long your body takes to adjust to this birth control and it's misleading in very many ways because i think that's that's the cell of the iud get the iud so that you can have safe contraceptive and it can curb your period but it it takes time like it took literally a year for this to happen for my body and then even after that it's like i am actually i still spot so it's like the idea that you're selling this under the pretense that you will have no period is so fucking false. And I think it's trash. And I think they need to just be more honest about what they're selling. And, you know, maybe that'll change a lot of people's minds and they'll lose money. But I feel like people need to stop caring about money over like personal health. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me too, it was learning how to work with my body naturally and giving up the fact that, and just working with my like menstrual timetable, you know, oh, this is ovulation time. All right, well, let's do something else or, you know, just be careful in that time or use backup or whatever. Um, and, And I think instead of just, and it's up to everyone what they do, but for me, I just what happened to me and we'll dive into this when we get into the miscarriage um episode um when i stopped birth control was because i just couldn't put my body through any more ups and down hormones from all of those things from the miscarriage and i was just done i was like i just want to see what my body's gonna react without the added hormones yeah and like if, if my period sucks and i have bad acne then it is what it is like i'm still suffering so i'm willing to uh, see what that can be and it's been a way better journey for me personally um, ever since I let that go so I, I I agree if it's like if it's messing with you like don't be afraid to call it out and have the conversation with your spouse and say hey this is making me feel a little cray cray can we try something else because I don't want to lose my sanity so that we can just you know we don't have to prepare for sex or you know whatever however other method you decide. totally and I think that's really awesome that you can come out and say that because there is so many pages even that I follow that when we get to posting this I'll throw up for everybody that I've been following and they're actually right in line with what Brandy's saying they're they're doing things the natural way they're talking about eating intuitively during your period like it's actually really informative and I encourage every woman to like take a look at these um, people's stuff and like make decisions for yourself like don't always think that you need to stick to the what they're telling you like trust yourself and knowing that you know who you are and what your body's like and just kind of take te- take the tests with it yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and, and keep trying until you figure out what's good for you and you'll know if the pill is something you don't want to do anymore like like we said there's other options besides natural you can you know if you don't want to have children or you know there's you don't have to either and so you can have any different method it doesn't have to be something that imbalances your hormones especially if you already feel like you deal with that so um for me too it's like and like you said you're learning about this iud and stuff with birth control too i'm gonna go through and explain a little bit more about what i pulled from the internet for the birth control pills because i think a lot of us uh, especially me i just took it because the doctor said it was safe um 
So birth control pills contain synthetic hormones that are just like the hormones naturally produced in a woman's body. The two most common types of pills are the mini pill and the combination pill. The mini pill contains just one hormone, progestin. I think I said that right. The combination pill contains two hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Both types of birth control pills are effective and safe. So they, as they say, um, the pill works by stopping sperm from joining with an egg. The hormone in the pill safely stops ovulation. No ovulation means there's no egg for the sperm to fertilize. But so pregnancy obviously can't happen. Um, So it's saying the birth control pill is safe, simple, and convenient way to prevent pregnancy. It also has other benefits like reducing acne, making your period lighter and more regular, and easing menstrual cramps. So yes, this is what I was sold on, is that it's going to reduce your acne, which, I mean, that was on and off my whole life, so I don't think that made a dent in it. Um, I don't think it ever made my periods lighter personal. Um, and up until I was adult, they were never regular, but I think that wasn't the birth control. I think it only thing because I just became more of a regular yeah. person. No, and I can, yeah, I agree with you there. And easing cramps. My cramps were terrible. Like it didn't matter which one I was on. I was always keeled over in so many. So like, yes, for some people, but if you're still experiencing all these things and they're telling you, oh, well, it's not the birth control. It, it can be. It can be. Um, also, while we're talking about birth control pills, I just want to like ask you, Brandy, have you ever heard of, there's a little device that's getting pretty popular on the internet right now. I think it's called, oh, I can't quite remember. But basically what it is, is it's a little like packet that has two little uh, wires to it with little pads, gel pads you stick on to where you're cramping. And it sends electro currents to the nerves to, so that you, your body stops telling your brain that you're cramping. Oh, wow, no, um, I don't have bad cramps. And it's like a natural way, like, you know, because here they're saying, oh, birth control can help, like, curb your menstrual cramps. And I've heard, th- I've heard a lot of great things, and I'm actually, I'm interested in trying it because I still get pretty, uh, like, the first like maybe one or two days of my actual menstruation, uh, I get pretty terrible cramps. Like, and I'm like, but then I also figured out too that how I was eating was also affecting me while I'm on my period because many women, like, this is so funny, but you get like period poops. And um, that yeah. that's because your intestines actually are compressing and they work, they're working slower. So if you're eating heavy, dense foods, it's hard to digest, so naturally it's going to get stuck up, and you're going to get that bloating and discomfort. And like, so it's important to know like the difference between that and like what you know what you're putting in your body and during your period. There's many many things that you can do naturally to like curb these things. Yeah, especially when your hormones are different. So if you're going to eat like, I hate to be this person because I love cheese and ice cream too, but I mean it is fair to say that that's pumped with hormones so if you're going through your period or even ovulation and your hormones are in different stages or however it works for you and then you've got birth control pills and then you've got all these dairies and then with like you know we'll say most meats and stuff like all that stuff have all these other things like that all plays a factor in it right and especially if you have this extra synthetic hormone in you so the difference which I thought was really cool because I really didn't know the difference I just knew I bounced around from pills for years and years but the difference between the two pills so the combination pill um, is synthetic made as said before with both estrogen and progesterone most pills in each cycle are active which means they contain hormones the remaining pills are inactive so your sugar pills 
um, and those don't contain any hormones. So there's different ways that you can take it. You can take them um, in one month cycle and each active pill gives you the same dose of hormone during the last week. It's inactive and you have your period. And then there's another step at multiphasic pills. I think that's how you say it. These are used in uh, one month cycles as well, but they provide different levels during the cycle. So depending probably on where you are, ovulation to menstruation, have different, different hormones in your cycle. But again, having that inactive sugar pill week that you either take it or don't. I usually did because I just wanted to continue with the habit of taking it. Um, then you have your period for a week or there's the extended cycle pills which I never heard about this, but I know a lot of people that skip their period, so it'd be kind of the same. Um, these are typically used in 13-week cycles. So you're active for 12 weeks on the pill, and then you only have your period for the Whoa. month. So you only get your period three to four times hmm. a year. So those are the different ways you can take the combination pills that have the two. The one which is the progestin, the mini pill, um, they have no estrogen in them, which I just said, duh. The pill... Um, is called the mini pill. It's good choice for women who can't take estrogen for health hmm. or other reasons. So that was really interesting. So these um, pills are in the cycle are active only. They are no inactive pills. So you may or may not have a period while hmm. taking these pills. That's interesting. So the difference is, I guess, essentially that the combination pills stop ovulation and make the lining harder for anything to attach or for any of the sperm to get through, making like this is going to sound gross, but the mucus yeah. is like thicker and the lining thinner so that if, if, if it does get through like miracle, miraculously, your lining in your uterus is really thin. So it won't less likely attach. Whereas the mini pill doesn't necessarily stop you from Interesting. ovulating. Yeah. But it stops you, but it will like, um, have thinner lining so that like, so you will have a more likely chance of getting pregnant, but it'll be less likely that it'll okay. attach because the lining thins more with the mini pill where the estrogen, um, kind of blocks, uh, stops ovulation. Right. Whereas like the progesterone just thins your lining and causes more mucus. So it makes it harder. Whereas, and so there's an egg that could drop, but harder to have to attach where it's like, when you have the combination of the both, you just don't ovulate so there's no chance of that egg, dro egg drop yeah i'm literally learning so much from just us talking about these and i hope that's right you guys that's just something that i've been researching this morning and just kind of having an idea of it so i i don't know 100 percent. i'd love to hear feedback this is just what i'm learning um off of these websites here um and then what it's saying is the best birth control it says um our oral contraceptives taken every day so obviously the pill um, and taking it at the same time, they're both just as good at just depending on what works for you guys, um, in your lives. And, um, it's 91% effective. It says out of a hundred women, nine nine women would get pregnant on the pill. That's when it's taking hmm. effectively. So myself, I was not taking my pills effectively when I personally, you know, got pregnant and then had a miscarriage. So, you know, if you're not taking them effectively, you can't expect them to, to work, but progesterone you have to take within the two to three hours whereas with the combination as long as within the 12 hours you should be fine to be protected. which is another crazy thing because like also remembering how when I was on the pill I just don't think I was ever religious about the time so it's like not certain or is certain like may have been better when I was in school because I was a little more organized but like as I got out of school I became a little less like all over the place we'll call it <laughs> and it just became yeah, no, hard and then it there was other things happening and it was just like 
just yeah it was a lot so it's you know if you got to be you got to be taking it properly for like anything for it to work like so it's that's important to say for sure and 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 i mean there's and so there's there's one myth that i wanted to bring up about birth control that i believe for a long time um and i think maybe that's just been my just my whole like uterus journey we'll call it um one myth about birth control is uh there was a question can birth control make you infertile so contrary to popular belief, the pill has no negative effect on fertility. However, it isn't easy to understand why there are myths about birth control causing infertility as someone experienced a delay in resuming ovulation and menzies. I don't know if that's menzies. I feel like it's menses. Following prolonged birth control use. Menses? Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyways, and that was pulled February 15th, 2021. So I'm not saying that that's not, I don't know if I can believe that that's the full case, you guys. I mean, there's got to be adverse effects for some people. Um, I'm not saying that maybe I'm one of them. I'm not sure. Um, but we'll go into some of the risks of birth control um, that would make people le- lead to believe that, you know, maybe that's why they're struggling. I can't speak for everyone. For I think for myself, though, that for a long time was like, okay, well, it's probably because, you know, I'm on birth control for X amount of time, you know, but apparently that's not the case. So if you guys have more on that, please share because I'd be curious as to know. But usually when I'm researching it, I don't know if that's paid propaganda from the pharma companies or if that's legit. So if you have any more information on that, definitely please bring that to us. We would love to hear more and spread that information. Um, But uh, I know we kind of touched on some of the risks of birth control. um, But before we get into our poll questions, we'll just go with some of the risks of the birth control pill that I pulled here. Um, Although they say that they're very safe, I think it's important that people know that there are slight increase in your health uh, risk, your risk of health problems. Complications are rare, they say, but they can be serious. So, I mean, it's just as long as people know, and I've experienced some of these myself, um, not this one, but they can include heart attack, stroke, blood clots, and liver tumors. In rare cases, they can lead to death. Like this is from the website, which I thought was wild. Don't yeah. have to freak people out. Um, but it's obviously going to be different for everyone. And I just hope, like when I got birth control, this was never said to me. Hmm. Not once. Never was I ever told any of these things. So it says taking birth control pills reduces the level of androgens in a woman's body because androgens tend to drive sexual desire in women. Researchers have long hypothesized that the suppression of androgens by combined oral contraceptives may reduce a woman's sex drive. So this is something I find super interesting because I've heard this from tons of women all over the place and a lot of them. Um, say that it's like in time when they're like getting to that age but I also think it's because they probably aren't birth control until they get oh, yeah. to that age too so I thought that was really interesting no that's actually you know what that's something that I think that's definitely needs to be mentioned uh aside from like the side effects that affect you in the hormonal ways where you can get more depressed and in the sense that it can kill your sex drive because that's like something I d- I've heard that like for a long time from women all over the world. And it's... Well, yeah, because your body's not ovulating, so it's not wanting... You have no need to... Yeah, it's crazy. Make that baby, right? So, and I think as you come off birth control, you start noticing that more and more if it's something that you felt that was suppressed. And it's like, you know, and I know that there's women out there, and I've been through my times too, where you're like, what is wrong with me? And it's the worst feeling. And the whole time then you read this and you're like, oh... I was literally taking something, I guess that would make sense because in nature, my body wants to procreate at this time. And obviously you get a little randy at that, you know, like that makes sense. But if you're taking that time off, 
and you're eliminating that natural part of your body, then it would make sense that those, not saying that you don't ever feel that way, but you know, I think that's a huge important thing that people need to be aware that could be happening when you're on them and don't think it's yourself or that something's wrong with you. Then that just creates a whole bunch of more fucking problems that you don't need in your mind about this. That's what, that's yeah, why I, I completely agree. Like, uh, I can't, it's so relatable. And like, and that, I don't know, it was like, there was a many factors to why mine's not as stressful for me anymore. And like, I'm managing better. Um, it just was like, remembering that I do have depression and, you know, re- like, just having those little reminders in my brain when I'm going through moments and like, being able to work through it and shift it past, or however I, you know, I just don't, I don't hold on to it anymore and it's not affecting me. So it's, I'm getting, and I'm not, I don't, I do, I like, I cut out milk. Like I don't eat milk. I don't drink, I haven't drank milk in almost seven months, six months. And I don't like, you know, I, I'll have a little cheese string or whatever, like here and there. But before I was like, I was just like, I love cheese and milk. And I don't know. I think I, every woman that I talk to loves cheese and milk and or dairy products. And I'm like, why do we love them so much? Like, why is that? And then, you know, because they, they, they are, they wreak havoc on our bodies. And if it, you have too much of it and then you're taking your birth control, there's like so many things that like come into why women feel and experience the things they do that from and it's like shit like this you just you have to be really careful what you're putting in your body yeah and being aware that they all affect each other like other other um common side effects of the oral contraceptives are spot in between periods so if you're breaking through and having your period in between your menstrual cycles like that used to freak me out like what is happening why am i bleeding all right yeah um nausea breast tenderness i'm gonna be pregnant i feel like if anybody looks at my boobs yeah and then you think oh my god i'm pregnant and then you get your period you're like well this is weird and then headaches and migraines um weight gain which i'm gonna attest to 100 percent. that was for me i held on a lot of water and a lot of people said they didn't see it at the time but now looking back when i show pictures they're like oh okay i see that and i think that was a combination of a couple things but um a lot to do with birth control and anxiety medication mood changes yes 100 percent, especially when you're a young teenager um missed periods i know a lot of people that have struggled and had didn't have their periods for months on end and then uh, we already said decreased libido so i just want people to kind of know like if you are experiencing those things i'm not saying stop them but maybe it's worth a talk to your doctor to readjust because those are side effects and it's not just you so finding something that works a little bit better. And that was me. I went through so many different, which we'll go through after the poll questions here, but I went through so many different types of birth control because a lot of it really affected me on such a shitty level that I just had to keep trying. And then I finally found one in adult life. Um, but then after, like I said, that miscarriage, I just couldn't, I just wanted to give my body a break from everything and just be clean, fresh with, which makes and sense. And I like, I really honor that in that this is where you are in your journey. And I, I think it's important for other people to like, cause I, we are different. I do have a hormonal IUD in and I'm managing, I'm learning to manage with it and everything and balance my body and all that stuff. But it's good for people to know that there are other options and that it works. So I think that we really, you know, we touched a lot of spots where just, I don't know. I don't know if that, do people have these conversations? I don't know. I want, I want young girls out there, especially to like have, some options and awareness around everything that they're doing and putting into their bodies. Totally. And an unpopular opinion, and I'll probably be hated for this. And I don't mean this on a prude level, but like 
you know, s- sex is like, it, it's also uh, a, a want and a need, but no. you're not going to die without it. So if, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a healthy lifestyle and healthy sex life, you should hundred percent. And I'm for that. And like, but there's also a line if it's like wreaking that much havoc on you where it, it, it's, it actually is your depression trigger, your anxiety, any of those things, like it's worth, like I said, having that conversation and working around it. So the, another one that we didn't really talk about, cause it's more a real personal choice and it's not something I'm going to encourage people unless they're aware that, Hey, when you have sex, yeah, you could no. be having a baby. If you are not on birth control or um, you're, let's say, pull out method maybe that's the rhythm method like that is a consequence i'm not sure if people are aware of that um if you have sex you can have a baby every single time now obviously more frequently and it's not always as easy and a lot of people can attest to that i'm one of those people so when people say it's super easy some people can look at each other and have a baby some people can yeah. try for years and years and not have one everyone has a different experience but to know that that's what that 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 is a possibility of that said action so um you know i think there's a lot of frustration in like for myself when you know you see that uh pregnancy is held like it's like oh yeah no that's bullshit you know we'll get get into that and then yeah we'll get into that next episode right so it is frustrating if you're on these weird paths and you have been taking things you know to not feel like those are the reasons why you're not, not saying we're in a place to have one right now, but just knowing that when we do like, that's going to be a battle and a half for me physically and mentally, most likely if we decide to go that route. Um, So I think it's really important um, to also know that, you know, by me tracking it, I'm very aware that at any moment in time I could get pregnant, not saying that that's what we're trying for. And I'm not necessarily ready to go through that if I can have one. But we know that that's not say consequence, but the the potential result of what we're doing. I'm okay with that. So if you're okay with knowing that that's what could happen, I love the natural. And I know a lot of women that have never just been on birth control or, you know, have never touched the pill because they just don't want to go through the mental anguish that that does. So um, I do the natural tracking and I go through my um, flow app and I've been doing that for almost two years now and we've been super successful in that and I know and I've been able to help with a lot of other things so that's one thing that I want to bring up but also don't want to highlight because that's that's a huge personal decision that I would push on everyone be like oh go off your pills and just track it but it is the most natural way to do it with your body and um if you are game for it I I support well yeah and that's like I said again I have a few pages that I follow where these women are doing the same thing and they're they're actually pushing out content to educate and give women options like the natural way. And I think that that's really important to look at because we are humans. We were created this way for a reason. And there is a way that we should be able to naturally manage our hormones and our like menstrual cycles without like pills, you know? So yeah, exactly. And, and working with your spouse to naturally come to understandings and working through that. And when you're, you know, in the opposite, when you're ready to go for a baby, then you know when you're yep. fucking all the time, every time, you know, and that might not work. And that's okay, too. There's so many other options. And we'll talk about that as we get into bigger. We know these guys, again, all of these topics, we are no, we're getting just the highlights. And after a couple months when we've hit on most things and we're going to keep bringing more up because we know there's so many different perspectives and so many different experiences, but we're only going to really be able to speak on our own. So we're really grateful for the people that are bringing their other perspectives and you're always welcome to bring yours as well. But we know that this month is going to be full of really hard topics that might not be easy to get 
you know, people might not be ready in their journeys and that's okay too. But if you are, please, we would love to hear because we want everyone to feel maybe not so alone in everything. So, all right, girl, how do you feel about jumping right into those polls? I'm pretty ready for it. Perfect. Perfect. So you guys, we did our typical polls because the reason why we do this is because we really want to get a great understanding of what everyone else is going through. And sometimes I'm not going to lie when I put a question out there and I see the results, it's amazing and disheartening all in the same because it's kind of what I've predicted and it, and it's not a great prediction, but it, in a weird way, it makes you feel a little bit less alone. So, yeah. Um, Cause I'm like, Oh, that's what I figured. I'm like, Oh, that's what I figured. You know, it's, there's two flips to it. So um, as our Instagram, which if you guys haven't followed us yet, here's a little plug, shameless plug here, try and follow us on Instagram because we collect uh, all these polls from our Be Real Babe community, as well as my own personal Instagram. I've just built it a lot longer. So it's been, has a little bit more people on it than our community page, but between the two, we come up with two answers. So the first answer Kayla's going to give you is from my personal Instagram. And then the second one is from our Be Real Babe. So the first question we put out there is, have you ever been on any form of birth control? And so for this one, you guys, we had 94% were yes and 6% were no. And then on the other page, on our Be Real Babe page, we had 88% yes and 12% no. So the majority being which what we, uh, you know, knew would be have been on the form because most women are. Yeah. And it's super important. It is, it is an important thing on any form to, you know, be aware of that because having children, I don't find is a light decision. No. Definitely some people get thrust into it, but it's definitely a a big decision if you get to make the choice or decision to do so. Right. So it makes sense. It makes total sense that people um, are practicing some form in whatever best ways work for them. Um, the second question was, are you currently using a form of birth control? So um, the reason why I asked this question is because I know a lot of people that have been on it or on different forms. So there, are you currently using a form of birth control? So for this one, we had uh, 44% yes on Brandy's Instagram page and then 56% yet. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I'm all mixed up. 44% said yes on Brandy's yeah. personal page. And then 56% said no on her page. And then when we flipped over to the Be Real Babe page, we had 23% yes and 77% no. So this is why I found this super interesting because I know a lot of people have been on it and then had had to go off at a certain time, myself included, or I've just, you know, coming off of. So I say, yes, I am on a form of birth control. However, this was kind of a trick question for me is because I'm on a natural form of um, birth control as opposed to you know so I know a lot of people too are just you know being being them and I love that naturally um so then a second part of that question was if you said yes what type of birth control are you currently on and there's four answers to that and I'll let Kayla go through that one so we've got birth control pill and there were eight naturally there was one IUD we have 10 and other one and then when we flip to the our um, podcast page, we had birth control one, uh, pill, sorry, one, and naturally two IUD. We had three and other was zero. So this is, um, I love this part because it's showing that, um, if you're looking at that IUD is the most used currently right now, um, which will you see down the road, um, what most people started with, it's kind of cool to see that the education on different forms of birth control has grown. Yeah. It's not just 
pushing on the pill and we'll dive deeper into that. But we have talked about that in our time. That was like kind of the only one and the be all end all of birth control. It was just the pill. Yeah. And so I, I just kind of love that. And then I wanted to put naturally in there because myself currently, like I said, I naturally track and uh, go through my cycle. And I think that that is just as great. I mean, it's a personal decision, but it is a great form of birth control. Um, and also part of helps you like being more tuned with your body. Which I, I was literally just going to say that, dude, I was waiting because it's like, people <laughs> need to know like girl, young girls. And this is the thing, like, I remember my mom talking to me about it and she was always like, you should keep track of it. So she was always in the back of the ear being like, no, keep track of that. And then little old me who was like, I don't know, I got mine so young that it was just like, I was not even mentally equipped yet to have it and let alone keep track of it and keep track of myself and keep track of my school and like all that stuff. So it was like, I can't stress enough to the people out there listening, even if you're not going to use the natural form like tracking as your form of birth control, I encourage you to track your period because like Brandy said, it will help you keep in tune with yourself and if you're aware of your body and what's happening for you before it's coming, it's a little less like it comes out of nowhere. More like I've met, I've noticed that from tracking mine, um, I don't, I don't get those like random bouts of like depression or sadness or anger and be like, where is this coming from? Because I'm tracking and I'm aware, I'm like, oh, it's going to be that time soon. So I just got to be a little more patient with myself and take a little extra time because I know that I get heightened emotions in that, that area. Oh, absolutely. And that was like me the other day. And I'm sure a lot of people, especially those that track naturally, I mean, you can, and like I've said multiple times, me not getting pregnant by naturally tracking could be something that's just something for me. That's why if you're going to do the natural route, know that if you have sex, you can get pregnant. Um, But you know, I, I don't know if that's just working for me, but I think the thing that excites me the most not excites me the most because even when you're in birth control and you your periods late, you're like, oh my god, am I pregnant? Or something happens that triggers that is like just as much as a premenstrual, um, what do you call it? premenstrual condition or feeling as it is um, being pregnant. So like the other day, I woke up and I was like, I literally feel like I had breast implants. Like what is going on? And even Grant was like, I was wondering like where those came from. Oh, Oh I'm pregnant. And I was like, that's it. That has to be the answer. Like, there's no other way. Because I don't always get like tender boobs uh, for my period. And then I looked at my flow app and it was like five days till period. I was like, okay, okay. But I would have sat there in anxiety for five days. Sure as shit that that's what it was. Or equally so, maybe if I was in a transition where I was like excited thinking that's it. But it really is, you know, as soon as I was like, oh, it's five days for my period. Oh, obviously that's why you know, and a quick Google search will tell you <laughs> that most women can express, uh, express, um, feel <laughs> breast sw- swellness before yep. their period. So, you know, but I would have before like sat there and stressed out about it. Um, especially for me, because we don't know if I can. So whether I do or not, it's like kind of a, a risk of potentially leading to a miscarriage, which we'll talk about later this month. But you know, it's sometimes always that you're like, Oh, am I ready to go through that yet? And then so now it's like, Oh, that was just it's my my periods coming. And that's why they're like that. And then of course, I'm walking around like, look at how big my boobs are. Oh, my God, it's that's actually funny that you say that. Because like, (laughs) I can remember every month, at least once or twice, I have to tell one or more of my friends to check their areola. 
because having had pregnant, like having had been pregnant and having had had a child, it is so similar. No one really talks to you about this as a child or a growing young woman. No one talks Mm -hmm. to you really about the fact that, yes, during your cycle, your breasts get tender and it's also the same when you're pregnant. So it's a lot to kind of like juggle through. But one of the big yeah. staple things that you can look for to calm yourself down in your moments of anxiety is how your nipples look because they do oh, perfect. They get larger. I'm, I'm sorry for all our men out there or or I'm I'm not sorry, whatever your floats your boat, yeah. a big, big old hard nipples, whatever. Um, So basically it gets like larger. The areola gets larger and darker. So look for that. Those are there are some things that you can very de- identifyingly look for. When you're trying to determine whether you're late on your period or you're prego. See, and this is why we're having the show. Education. Education right? is like, power. Next time I'll just whip them out and be like, Grant, check my areola. <laughs> Bro. What are we at here? Check them. I'm sure he's not upset about that. Check them. Get the measuring tape. Let's yeah, look at them. I'll do that. I'll do that TikTok <laughs> challenge where you just walk in butt naked and see how they do it. And I'll be like, how my areola. Oh my <laughs> God. I want that for you so much. Okay. I was just, it was funny because he's like, I was actually going to say something. So I was like, did you get me fucking pregnant? I love what our men and then, Yeah. And he's like, I was going to say, and I was like walking around less. And I was like, I feel like I got to hide these cannons. And for those that don't <laughs> actually know me, I have no boobs. Okay. You guys, this is huge for me. I usually have just enough for a handful, but this is like a handful and a half. And I was like, whoa, whoa where did this come from? So anyways, you're welcome everyone for that story yeah. has. Uh, so this one I wanted to ask because I'm always on the fence about this question. So I was curious how other people felt and it majority felt the same as me. So have you ever been positively or how, sorry, no, I word this weird. Have you ever been paused? How have you been affected by birth control? Holy fuck. There you go. You got this. How have you been affected? So I, I need to stop like posting questions <laughs> different from where my notes are. I know what you mean. I had that same thing happen or I, in my, in like in my, in the moment, I'm like reading it, but I'm like, I don't like the way that sounds or the way I wrote it. I would like to word it differently while I'm talking. And then I try to like jumble through wording it differently while I'm talking, but reading it at the same time, <laughs> it's so confusing. So I'm like, okay, let's just let's just go with it. So it, um, the, has it affected you at any point in your life? We had 83% yes on the first page and then 17% no. And then when we flip over to the be real babe podcast page, we had 67% yes and 33% no. Right. So yeah. So obviously, which is, I mean, would make sense because the majority of people have been on it. So, um, that would make sense that it is affected most people. And I think most of us probably felt a little alone in that. But now that we all come together, I think most people that you talk to um, will say that they've been affected by it at some point in their life. And there's different areas. So um, the one question was, has this affected you positively, negatively, you're not on it, or a bit of both? Um, Because it's affected people, but has it been a good thing? Has it been a bad thing? Have you kind of like me, are you back and forth with it or you're not on it? So it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Um, I think is that, no, sorry. I was like, I'm just kind of ahead of myself here. I'm, I don't know what's going okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> you're just excited about these. Topics. I know I get so excited. that It's like, where are we? What's happening? the positively negatively I don't take I'm okay. not on any form or a bit of okay both. okay so positively we had four on the first page 
and then zero on the other one. Negatively, we had 10 on our first page and one on the other. I don't take it was two. And then on the other page, it was four. And a bit of both, we happen to have 14 and eight. And I think me and you smack dab right in the middle of that one as well. Yeah. Where it's positively, um, and when we get into my stories, like, you know, obviously as a teenager, it was, I was good. I was definitely sexually active and into my 20s. So, you know, you just figure you take birth control and that's it. But I did not have any idea of how it was negatively impacting me until later on in life where I was like, oh, wow, maybe this is not the greatest. Yeah. And it's just like all about knowing your body and being aware of the ingredients, like, I don't know about anyone else, but like I was a stickler for reading the like leaflets that came inside the birth control. Like I would read them front to back. I would read the whole box because it was like I wanted to know super in depth what I was putting into my body. Plus, I just I don't know. It was an obsessive type of thing that I would do. And it was like, why are you? And even to this day, like I'll still do it with prescriptions. Like I will look through and through the leaflet and it's like, I just started paying closer attention essentially is what I want to say there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I think I would read it too, but then it's like the doctor and the nurse would be like, it's okay for you. Right. So it's good for you. It's safe. And I'm not saying it's not safe. Again, it's to each everyone's journey, but But then you don't know. Yeah. And when someone's telling you it's safe, you're like, okay, well then it must be me. But what would have been nice to know is like, it's safe, but here are some of the side effects. So come back to us or let's reassess you in six months to see where you're at mentally. Like, I don't feel like that was ever an option. It was just like, Oh, here's your birth control. Bye. Yeah. You know? So it would have been nice and um, great. So it's good to see that not everyone's had such a negative. Obviously that was a higher spectrum of people having more negative than positive experiences with birth control. But at least now I'm hoping more in their adult lives, people are feeling a lot more better with the forms that they're taking and knowing that there are different types of birth control pills there's different forms of birth control in itself whether that's an IUD or whether you know it's something more permanent you know there are different ways or more natural where you just listen to your body and have communication with your spouse you know that there's there's tons of options than just the pills and that brings us to the end of our not end of our poll but the second part of the poll was kind of I wanted to kind of know of how people started with their birth control journeys so um, we had a question of if you said yes to being on birth control, how old were you when you started taking it? And then we had for, so we have four, uh, wait, one, two, three. Yeah. Four other, four categories. And it starts with teens. We had 26 on our first page and 11 on the other one for twenties. We had three on their first page and two on the other one for the thirties, which I found interesting. We have one and then zero on the other one. And for other, we have zero on both platforms. So it, I found the thirties interesting because it's, I I don't know why I found that so interesting, but was that started taking it at 30? Is that what that means? Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So, and I think, um, I can maybe under, I definitely understand it, but I think too, for a lot of maybe younger moms that, you know, were in relationships for like, let's say all of their twenties and they're now single in their thirties. Um, and just wanting to have maybe something that is there for that, you know, not having any more babies. I can see, you know, someone not doing that or oh, again, yeah. Okay. And, okay. And like, I know for me, 
it wasn't just taking birth control for the birth control. It was like, oh, this will help with your period cramps. It's going to help with your acne. It's going to help with other things on top of that. So if I'm not having a baby right now worrying about it, like why wouldn't I be on birth control and get the benefits of the other stuff, less acne or whatever. But it just, that unfortunately didn't make it go away for me. So that was an incorrect reason to be on it personally. Um, But what I'm not shocked about is that, we, I would say looking at this 90%, if not more of people started this when they were teenagers. Yeah, which honestly, um, I wish like, obviously, and this is like for every, like to everyone's going to have their own feeling about it. But I wish that I personally would have been a little more aware of myself and plan things better and was safer and smarter because like, you know, it's avoidable. Um, think like getting pregnant is quite avoidable if you like think about it or try at least attempt it right so um not just that but like being aware of yourself and I wish that I would have been like a little better because I was like I don't want to wear condoms they're fucking stupid like that's such a stupid ass fucking thing to say wear a condom protect yourself like fuck me yeah Yeah, and I think too and maybe it's different now I can't speak for kids now in this generation but in ours it was just kind of like you know condoms were a thing but it was just like at always at the displeasure of the guy so now in this later life and your adult life you're able to talk about that but I think as a teenager that was a really hard thing to kind of like argue with it's like oh you can just take a pill um and I don't have to wear this and it's it's, yeah for sure but there's also inefficiencies in the pill Mm -hmm. um if you're not taking it correctly if you're you know, if you've been on it for years and it just doesn't work anymore, like there, there are other reasons why it doesn't work as well. So it's like, I just wish I was more educated in my cycle and understanding those certain things. Um, and again, maybe I'm not pregnant because I'm not able to, or haven't been able to in the past. So I'm not saying that's for everyone. Please don't quote me on that. But that being said, um, it would have been nice to know more about my reproductive health and all of that too. And I think that's why we jumped into this one right away, because all of these things that we're going to be talking about this month have to do with our mental health and why it was compromised or worse or better or whatever based off these other things. And had we had the knowledge, maybe we'd be better to help ourselves being like, Oh, this is a depression is a side effect of this birth control pill. And it's really high right now. So maybe I'll switch to one that's like more helpful, you know, not saying getting off of it, but finding the right things and knowing that it's not always you, it could be a side effect of what you're taking or the combinations of or you know, so really fucking dig deep and open those suitcases. Figure that out if it's not working for you. Exactly. And then that needs the next. Do you think it affects your mental health at all? And you, are we going to be surprised at the answer here? Uh-huh. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, do you think it affected your mental health at all? We have two different answers. One is totally and the other one is not at all. So for the beginning one, totally was 72% on Brandy's page. And then 77% on our Be Real Babe page. So, and then we go down to not at all. We have 28% and 23%. So pretty high that where it says totally. And, you know, Brandy and I talked about that the other day, or maybe just in the beginning part of our segment. It's kind of sometimes I get a little mixed up with like when the talks were happening. But uh, we talk a lot. So we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, women are susceptible. We are actually susceptible to depression. And it's just it's just our genetic code, whatever it is we have. We have to maintain 
a very balanced lifestyle in order to not fall victim to this shit. And that's like right, right down to everything we eat, guys. Like we are, you know, I don't know about you, dude. Do you, do you use milk or do you use like a substitute like almond or oat? Um, I used to, but I'd say the last six months to a year, I've stepped back a lot from dairy, dairy because I've noticed how bad it affected my acne. Okay. Um, which is hormonal so too, another, I think. I think it has a yes, lot to do with the, that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And the next step um, will be, I would like to really transition to more of a organic meat base. Um, I think. I, I don't remember if it was, I, I can't remember who I had this discussion with. Um, I think it was one of my girlfriends, but basically, and I agree with this is like, although I do believe like organic uh, vegetables and fruit are super important. I think just with the whole hormone aspect and how much it can throw me off, meat's super important. And unfortunately, there are grocery store stuff that's good, but I kind of want to go more local. So that'll be my, my focus this year now is like I've removed kind of dairy. And if I have ice cream, it's kind of like I know that I'm going to suffer for yeah. it. Um, mm -hmm. So I take it like I had Dairy Queen last night and it was delicious. But yeah, I woke up feeling like garbage. And so but I know I take that consequence, but I definitely step away from it. And now I just don't have milk. But we do. We have lactose free, which it still kind of bugs me. Not as much. Hmm. Um but it's just like, I was so used to milk as a kid. It's hard to have those substitutes. Right. So I just kind of stay away from anything that requires milk. So yeah, I still eat cheese, but I'm just very, I don't have it. You're like, selective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm very selective. And I, but I also don't want to eliminate it from the diet, my diet, because I do enjoy it. So if I think a, a complete annihilation of that um, will only bring it up, make it worse. So okay. yeah, like all those things we could have talked about is your, your gut is your second brain. And that was never taught to us younger. No. So all these things are working against us here. And then all of a sudden now we're going to be. And so what I really wanted to hone in on this whole like poll here is the last question that we're going to go over this poll is what form did you start with birth control pill, IUD naturally tracked or other. And after Kayla says the responses, I want to kind of bring this all together because I found this really um, interesting. So let let you go the answers and then we'll bring it back to why I think this is really interesting. All right. So we had birth control pill on Brandy's page. We had 30 for IUD. We had one naturally tracked zero and other was zero. And then when we flip to the other podcast page, we have 11 for birth control pill, zero for IUD, zero for naturally tracked again. So totally no one. And then other had one on the Be Real podcast page. So that's, I am quite interested to hear what you have to say about that. So listening, going through all of these results, we're looking here that the majority, 90% of people were teenagers. 75, on average, 75% people had that affect their mental health. And 99%, 90, okay, sorry, 95% of people were all on birth control. Hmm. So everybody, yes. pretty much. So everybody at that formidable age that was on birth control was there, they feel 75% of them feel like their mental health was affected. So I'm not, and, and that's amazing for those that don't feel that way. That's fucking awesome. I wish that for the majority, but it's showing you that a majority. So all I'm saying is, as your teen, if you are putting your teens on birth control, if you're a teen listening, just at least know to continually talk about what's working for you or not. And know, like Carly said in the depression um, episode, she mentioned, you know, like, let's stop labeling these teenagers of just like rebelling out and having bad characters or them having some sort of response to something, whether that's trauma, whether that's being on the wrong uh, medication. And if it's showing you out of our peers, let's see how many people was that polling. That's 45 people. So to 45 people, 
75% of them had their mental health affected. Those same people were all teenagers and they were all on the birth control pill. So whether that was being like given the wrong birth control pill, if hormonal doesn't work for you, like point being guys don't feel like it's you and chances are it's a reaction. So keep fighting to find the right one that works for you, whether that's hormonal birth control, IUD or not, just know that there, this is a big side effect, or if you already have those mental illnesses, that's probably just making it worse. So really having those conversations with your doctors and your pharmacists and whomever that you look up to, to figure out which one is good for you and not let your mental health suffer just so that you can fuck any second that you want to. Yeah. You, there's other ways that you can do that too. And I mean that as tactfully as I can, but totally. it just kills me when I listen to some women that are like, were like, yeah, I was depressed now on birth control and it's been that way and I can't get out you know, I don't want to just go off of birth control. It's like, but there's other options for you. Don't have to suffer that way. Yeah. That feeling stuck. Hey, that's kind of what we want to say. Like, I think that that's a really important thing that you just brought up. Like we don't want people to feel like they have no options. This is this podcast is about creating a space where we can educate and empower people to make decisions for themselves. Like don't just go by what your doctor's saying. Like if you don't like, if you're not, if you second guess what a doctor says to you, I strongly encourage you to ask for a second opinion from a different doctor. There is nothing wrong with that. You deserve that kind of like reassurance and you also deserve to have options. So yeah, like really, that was a really important thing that I think you just tied in there that it's, um, it's about talking about things and knowing your body and, knowing when to stand up and say, no, I don't think this is working because it's not worth suffering. Like it is not worth making everything worse. Like I'm just going to throw this out there. There's a reason I don't drink. Like it makes my life and me stupid. I make stupid decisions. I turn into a douchebag. So I don't drink anymore. That's kind of, I've cut that out. And it's like, if birth control is making you feel like you want to kill yourself, please please, please, please call your doctor. Please call them. Call somebody. Do something about it. Do not sit there and suffer because you simply want to have sex without procreation. Because again, we're trying to really hone in on the fact that you don't have to do that. Yeah, there's other ways. Um, so now let's jump to the questions. And me and Kayla are going to, again, this format's a little bit different, but I hope you guys like this way. So we're going to jump right in here. So Brandy, why and when did you first start taking birth control? So I was around 16 years old when I first got on the birth control pill. Um, I did it to regulate my cramps and to help with my acne because that, that was really at the time what my biggest problem was. And then it was kind of like that thought pattern that if I had sex, then that was just kind of extra protection. The, when, I, when I lost my virginity, you're welcome, mom. Um, I wasn't, I think I was not quite on it yet, um, but we did use condoms and it was kind of like all tied in together that if I continued doing that, it all worked. Um, and also my mother and my grandmother were both really young. My grandma was about 16, 17 when she had my mom and mom was about 19, 20 when she had me. Um, so it was just something that I didn't want to have for myself. And it was like, hey, there's just a safe pill that you can take that's going to eliminate your acne and take away your cramps and make you feel better. And like, no offense, I'm really glad to be alive and that um, my grandma had my mom and all those things. But um, when my mom, when I was 12, like I said, we had kids again, the family. So it was a really quick birth control to being like, I don't want this right now. Um, I don't want this right out of college. Like it's going to be, I'm going to have kids later on in life. 
just like my mom had me when yeah. she was 19 and then she had my brothers in her 30s and I just was like I want to be more like my mom and have them in her 30s that's not a against anybody it's just I had kids around me from 12 to 19 so that little break was definitely something that I needed and yeah I was very aware of how much work it took to have a kid because I was watching my aunts and my mom and my stepmom and everyone have kids and I was like this is a lot of fucking work and I think that's really interesting too because like I'm gonna kind of flip it from there and say like on my side I didn't grow up around a lot of babies and the ideal was that you grow up get married and have children so I don't know what it is or if it's honestly if it's just part of women in our genetic makeup but like I want to know like I actually kind of maybe want to do like a a question sometime and I want to know like how many women just always knew they wanted kids yeah you know what I mean because there are there's a there's a percentage of women that just they they know they don't but I want to know like the the majority number like how high is that because is that just part of our genetic makeup where we want to procreate or you know what I mean like what is that that drives us and I think for a lot of people it's different because I just was like you know, my parents had a business and had us. And I was like, that's the goal. Like, we're gonna grow up and graduate and get a career and whatever, and then have babies. And like, the pressure is on and it's heavy. And it's like, why is it like that? I think that would be a really good, um, when we jump into the pregnancy, like we're talking, like, I obviously cannot talk about my experience with pregnancy, because A, A, when I was, I didn't know I was and B, it didn't last, right. So, um, Mm -hmm. but I can speak to being in that headspace and I think that's a great thing to bring up and we can include that in those pregnancy questions is there are some women in the world that don't want to have babies and I always play on that I'm always on that line um and I don't know if I'm on that line because it's my mind is mentally preparing for the fact that I may not be able to conceive or have them naturally um or if it's something that I don't want or is it my fear and anxiety telling me that I can't be a mom which I know I could be um you know so it's like it's a very it it would be and I would really love to open the platform because I know a lot of women that just have never wanted to either from childhood experience either from I just being knowledge that they might not be able to um or just generally just hey man being that fun crazy aunt is fucking fun too um and I think that's a great question to ask because is it cultural is it yeah genetically is it something in your body like I think all of us have the nurture of caring and of taking care of people and loving and I think those are the and being patient and I think those are the most important things of being a mother Um, but I think the world is changing that it doesn't necessarily have to be the spawn that came for you that you can be a mother to or care or have that and I think Mm -hmm. has the world's changed and shown that we can women can do far more and I'm not meaning this please again, moms don't take this the bad way, but you know, we're seeing women being in corporate positions or business women. And that's, you know, what they want to focus on their education, putting those things first before having children were like you said, we grew up and it was like, you went to school or you had a kid or you got married right away. And you had like, there were certain ways that you just did it. Cause that's how everyone did it. But now there's all these different ideas of what a woman can do and can be. She can adopt, she can have surrogate do it. She can do it herself. She cannot. she can, whatever the fuck and I think that's amazing what's in it's in vitro is that one of them in vitro yeah absolutely and there's tons of different ways and tons of different experiences of being a mom you can be a foster mom you can like you know we talked Mm -hmm. about adoption Mm -hmm. which is something that is very real that might be the only option for myself and you know I think for a long time we can talk about that 
you don't always feel like we'll get into this. It's kind of off topic a little bit, but you know, you fight your facts of like, am I not a woman because I can't conceive a baby, which is yes. really outrageous, but it's just the same thoughts that you guys have of like, am I even being a good mom? Like they're outrageous, yeah. but they're still there and they're heavy. And then we've got people bugging you all the time. Hey, when are you going to get pregnant? And it's just like that puts that pressure. So yeah, there's definitely a platform for us to talk about women who either, you know, and I just can only speak, uh, ex- talk about my experiences, you know, so the, the pressure of becoming pregnant when you're not sure if you want to have them or with said person, you know, those are real, real struggles that people go through and probably yes. are too afraid to talk about. And I'll definitely be the first one to talk about my struggles and uh, my feelings on that. So thank you for bringing that up because like you said, you've always just known and some people just know. Um, but some Again, don't know until they had their baby or after they've dealt with yeah. the postpartum or whatever. Right. So. Yeah, no, and I'll come and talk about it because like, I'll answer this. I'll answer this question too. I just wanted to say like, uh, it's just really interesting how, um, you know, how it's changed over the time. Like looking back for when our grandparents were having families, our grandmothers were like, 16 when they were getting married and they were moving to the farm and then they were they were taking care of the farm so like it's insane to me that that was the way that was and they were having seven to eight to ten to twelve children in those times yep and taking care of them by themselves on the farm while the men did the work and like so we've really evolved and it's just like you know I would like to also just say why the F are we in such a fucking hurry to push out babies? Why the fuck can't we become 30, figure out who we are, figure out what we're doing, and just that be okay? Like, I had this predetermined fear for the longest time that I was going to age out at 30, and then I needed to have all my babies before that. And that's just fucking retarded. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Like, Well, yeah. Well, and it's because I think, again, that's a generational thing where, you know, we have gone so far so my mom I look at my mom and this was like how I looked at is my mom had me when she was 19 and yeah I love her we she loves me I'm so glad that she you know decided to go through with it even though she wasn't 100% you know it was terrifying for her so I'm grateful for that but then when she had kids again she was 32 and 35 and much more the difference of her patience and her understanding and what she was she was you know still going through stuff but she was a lot you know, where she was just surviving and trying to raise me at the same time as a single mom. And then in her 30s, she was a lot more, like you said, we're a lot less angsty. We're a lot. So yeah, for sure. Obviously there's complications that come with having children later on. That's that, but that's possible at any time for anybody. Yeah. And honestly, if you can look at people now and and you question them, you know, never, it's never going to be a perfect time, but if, if you could set yourself up a little bit more, or, you know, I think a lot of, people would say if they didn't feel so rushed to have them that they would choose to have them when they felt like it was a better time, whether that's a little bit later in life. And that's kind of just me. There was a point where I was trying and I was like, yo, I'm not ready for this. Like I still have so much more than I want to do on my own and figure out before I just have a child and project all of my shit onto that child, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's not the bad thing that's for each their own, but I made that conscious decision. And now it's like, that's why I'm on natural. If it happens now, I feel a lot more able to identify and work through those things. Still not a hundred percent necessarily ready for that journey but if it happens I know that that's a possibility and I'm in a far better space than I was you know five six years ago and that's important it was like everyone was just expecting that of me and it's like I'm not ready for that and I'd rather be older pressuring me yeah stop pushing me that actually makes it harder for me to have one but anyways we're getting off topic so many times here but let's go back to (laughs) do you remember what kind of birth control you've been on or 
at all? Like, um, especially in your yeah, so obviously I did take it and then I was same same age as you when I started taking it for the same, not really for acne, more so for just um, uh, premenstrual symptoms like my cramping and how my flow, like how heavy it was and everything. So that covers that one. I originally, when I first started birth control, it was birth control pill and mine was tricyclin low and it was the 28 day cycle. Yeah, that's so funny. I was for, like, I was the same and I forgot until I researched and I was like, that's that son of a bitch. That was <laughs> yeah, that's the name. Same. I think that was just like the one at that time. And I've also been so on too. Yaz and Yasmin. Those were other two ones that I remember. I remember I was on a bunch, but those were, yeah, same with me. Those were the, the go-tos. And then I also um because I was struggling so much with it mentally and my mood swings I actually tried something called the patch and I got, a, I got a blood clot from that and so then I just stopped oh, birth control fuck. for a bit and um we just kind of like did the pull out thing with my boyfriend at the time it's not the best but it was just like I can't handle this anymore either I'm getting hormonally like beaten up or now I'm like, getting blood clots like and my honestly when I look back now I don't know if my cramps were that bad or if I was honestly having maybe miscarriages in the past having one as an adult now I'm feeling the pain of that I kind of like oh fuck maybe that wasn't you know what I mean like maybe that was yeah I don't know but it was really bad for me and um yeah I used to be working at Dairy Queen in the kitchen and I would get my period and I literally have to keel over because I thought I was going to throw up from the cramps and it was just nuts but I don't know if I would have noticed that and I would go in like the freezer and just like just I was so warm I just needed to be in the free it was a fucked up time I feel I wish I would have known more now but after that I started my 20s obviously I was single and I was in Alberta and I was like hey I need to be on something I want to get pregnant so I went on um Yaz it was just like a lighter version and it was strictly mainly for acne but then the it was more of a birth control and I did that for many years until I had my miscarriage and then I was just kind of done and interesting yeah that'll bring us to now so now for me currently before we flip back to you is that I use them app called flow and I track literally everything and when it's baby making time man like we just don't insemination whatever that fucking word was the other day you know like inseminate yeah I just love that the other day of how like Uh, scientific it sounded but yeah we just we're just very careful around it tells you and after tracking for two years now it is literally within 24 hours like I can tell when my body is like ovulating now I look at that I'm like yep makes sense and I'm not saying that works for everyone and I'm but I'm saying if you understand that it you could get pregnant and no that's this is the most natural way and that then I this is my favorite route personally because it doesn't interrupt fucking anything and with yeah like I'm just gonna con like I'll just touch a little on that like I think personally because I do guy I still have an I have an IUD I have the marina but on top of having that I've started taking serious uh, note on keeping track yeah. because I'm just aware. And that was, kind of, that was information that I got from, <laughs> I had actually called my gyno because I was like, I'm going through early menopause. I'm so sweaty. Why is this happening? And like, I know I sounded like really robotic there, but like, that's how I felt like in yeah. my brain, I was going through a manic state because it was like, what the F is happening? And she was like, do you know, do you know what your body does when you're ovulating? And I said to her, I said, no. She's like, all right, you are incubating. So think about it. Think about when, if you've ever seen an incubator, I encourage you to Google this or YouTube it, whatever you choose. Uh, Google or YouTube incubator, because you will see that the eggs are all sitting in a container with a heat lamp and that heat is fucking cranked. So 
the way you can think about it is when you're ovulating, you're producing eggs, you are incubating. So you, your body internally is working so much harder and faster to do what it's doing that you get, you get hot from the inside out. And that, that even little bit of information to me was like, oh, I never thought of that. Cause it, I'll, I was just getting so sweaty and I'm like, this is just retarded. Like I can't, I'm going through early menopause and it's so funny how you jump to conclusions. Like we were talking earlier, my breasts hurt. I must be pregnant. Like, it's like, holy crap. We have a lot of obstacles that we have to work against to like just maintain a functional life. So it's, yeah. uh, yeah, I encourage people to track. track. I really do. I really do encourage people to track because it is a good way to know your body. And if you don't know your body, then how are you supposed to keep track of things? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so I love that. So now it's like both of me and you, you're, cause yours isn't hormonal, right? You're, I, yeah. And it, I, in the beginning, like that, this is another thing. I, when I called her, I was like, this thing is fucking ruining me. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, no, word this for is word. Just your natural body freak. I was like, cause I started asking her some questions and I was like, yo, like, my body's already producing progesterone or progestin, however you pronounce that. My body already naturally produces this. I've read that the marina is a introduces a synthetic form of progesterone. Is my body getting double the load of this hormone, which is therefore causing this overheating and these extra heightened sense of emotions? And she's like, honestly, no one's ever asked me anything like that. She's like, so it sounds like you are very in tune with your body and that you just need to trust yourself. Yeah. And I, it was that little bit of conversation with that woman that just over the phone, freaking out about my period and this and that and the other thing that gave me a sense of comfort. And I was like, okay, track it and just trust yourself. Be, be ahead of your period so that you're prepared for when it, and it's just like anything in life. Like Brandy, this morning we were just talking earlier and she was going to get food to prep for today. So if she hadn't done that, when we're done our episode here, she's scrambling to get prep done. And it's hard when, you know, so she pre-planned her life so that it would go smoothly. And it's the same with your period. Pre-plan, track it. And it's literally just that simple. And you can let it go. You're like, oh, I'm ovulating. That's why I'm sensitive. Okay. And then you don't have to sit there and think about why. So me and Kayla are both very, whether you use other birth control or not, get in tuned with your cycle and knowing where you are, because that is a positive way that you can identify stuff in your just in your life in your cycle and kind of let it go so that's one thing that has positively affected me um by taking the natural form of birth control is by knowing where I am in my cycle the negative to that is yeah I could get pregnant because we do have sex you know let's say three or four days before ovulation and that son of a bitch can stay in there that whole time that's a risk that I'm okay taking right now and wouldn't yeah. blame that on if you know if I got pregnant be like oh that makes sense you know that being said the negative side effects for me for hormonal birth control were just too out there. And unfortunately I have a very sensitive body and I'm kind of on this path in my thirties. And this is not a jab at anyone where it's like, I'm trying to really find the root cause of a lot of things. So I just want to be natural as possible. Yeah. You can come at me once in a while, do fucking Molly or whatever. But I mean, just like (laughs) with even like Advil, I really have to think about taking Advil before I do, because I really just want my body to operate as natural so I can really identify what's going on. So I wasn't able to do that on birth control and pill. And like I said, it was just going all over the place after my miscarriage. So I'm just done with it. But that being said, there is a negative side effect to naturally tracking of being like, yeah, I could. And I'm not necessarily hundred percent ready for that. But at the same sense, I'm willing to take that risk because the reward of, for me being completely in tune with my body and natural makes me feel a lot better 
and I'm able to work on other things. So um, how would you say, Kay, that you're positively and negative effectively by the different birth controls that you've been on? Um, okay, let's go back to when I was 15, 16, starting birth control. I was a fucking wreck. So we'll just go with that. We'll start there. <laughs> I was mentally and emotionally a walking time bomb. So already I am displaying signs of depression and all that fun shit. So when you added in the birth control, I have to say for me, I never noticed a decrease in my libido as a young woman. I never did. It was actually almost fucking ridiculous. I was like, why am I so into this? <laughs> you know? And it was like, what is the desire? Why am I so into this right now? And it was like, it, that's like, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, the timing of your life, hormones, everything's all ramped up. Boys are like getting good looking and shirtless and whatever. And it's yeah, like, it's I don't know, I was, yeah, I was crazy about it back. And it was like, oh, how do I want to word this? Oh, okay, so this is an important thing I want to say. Um, the hormones are raging, all that jazz. But I had also tied up a lot of my personal worth in sex. So I had a lot of issues. I was like, if I'm not having sex, I'm not worthy. All that I am good for out there is my body. And this is where I want to take back the fucking power girls and say, no, yeah. your worth is not tied up in your fucking body. That's part of you. But no, your worth is your essence, your soul. So you got to like, you got to you got to nurture that you got to take care of that you got to be in tune with yourself. And like being being aware of your period is part of being in tune with yourself. Like, you can also balance your bodies naturally um, with med like uh, supplements. Like I take a lot of vitamins that my body would naturally produce, but because I've gone through pregnancy and through a period of lifetime eating certain things that have this or that in it, you know, you kind of, you get like a, you get deficiencies yep. and you, so it's, it's smart to also, you know, just be in tune and balance. But so positively, negatively, negatively, when I was younger, I looking back, I was already depressed. So I, I, I don't know if I can really say that I felt like it made it worse, but I know that figuring that out later and as an adult now, I'm like, Oh, okay. So that was probably not so great because I was already going through that. And what I could have done was talk to someone or, you know, start writing or journaling or keeping track of my thoughts. So that was a, a negative for me. Um, high school, it did. It, it kept my period in, what do you call that? It was, it, it made my period normal and made my symptoms normal. So high school and all that jazz, it was uh, easy all throughout grades nine or sorry, 10 to, through 12 birth control pill was my form. And it, I don't really notice the negative. It wasn't until after I had my son that I started having challenges with my birth control. And it's like, um, I tried to go back on to tricycline after I had him and I just wasn't doing it properly. I was not making sure I was taking it at the right time. So I don't know if I could say that my negatives were from the actual birth control or more so me not being better with my tracking and my timing and this and that. So, uh, and then, yeah, the IUD came in and I was like convinced for a while that it was like fucking me. And then I was all worried that it was going to perforate my insides because, like, don't Google shit. <laughs> like, you know. Don't Google it. 
Don't then I started it. seeing like all the lawsuits that freaking I'm not trying to scare anybody. Please don't anyone get scared and like go freak out. But I did no, but check into the marina and there are lawsuits out there where, you know, women and women are coming and saying the same thing that we're saying to you right now. Like know your options because they will sell that what the big companies do that sell these things because they're multi-billion dollar companies. They uh, market that. They market the good sides of things and then they push it. And it's like, oh, you can have this and not get that. Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you got to really sift through that bullshit because they're, the propaganda is there to make them the dollar. The bottom dollar is the fucking, that's why the, the world goes that way most ways. So you really just have to like, you know, you have to question shit. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to say, no, that's not for me. Because you don't have to do shit you don't want to do. No, and it's a good, fair to say to follow the money, right? So if, if a doctor is pushing for something or someone's pushing for something um, and you just don't feel right, go to someone else, do something else. Um, I think both of us could say that um, for us, hormonal birth control didn't work because we're already dealing with so many other things mm -hmm. in your life. So birth control, I believe in, I definitely believe you shouldn't just be having babies willy nilly. You shouldn't, you know, like, I mean, do whatever you want, but th there's a, there's a good part of it, but make sure you're doing it in a place where it's keeping you safe in all other ways. And if your physician, doctor, nurse, isn't agreeing with that, that's okay. Find somebody else. Cause it's something that you really need to be aware of and you need to understand what it does to you. Um, and I had to change my lifestyle for sure to follow more of a natural path to it. But I feel more in tune with my body. I feel more in tune with my spouse. It opened up communication between us that, you know, necessarily not that it wasn't there before, but it makes things a lot easier to be like, hey, I'm just going through this or, you know, like, oh, it's my time to ovulate. So, you know, if we both go into that, knowing that I, we could have a baby, then we're both aware of those things. Right. And so I personally just decided to change my lifestyle a bit and how I communicate with my spouse about our sex life, because I just couldn't handle the the emotional damage that all these medications were doing to me. Um, but if that's something that you need to do, buck and rights, doggy, do it, protect yourself. But just know that if shit gets weird after a while or things aren't working, switch it up. And I think Kayla will say the same thing now that she's not with hormonal birth control. We still very much believe in birth control, but be careful if it is fucking up your life hormonally. Like don't let it wreak havoc for so long. Um, know that you're not alone and know that you can put up your hand and say, Hey, this birth control pill, this, this hormonal IUD, it's not working. Can we try something else? And don't be afraid of what other people might say or do or be against. Like that's up to you. And it's your body. That's fucking having the repercussions of all this shit. You, you need to have a voice on that. Yeah. And I think like I've had, I actually like what you said there. I just really want to touch on that quickly. It is so important guys and girls, but mostly for our girls out there, do not take the full responsibility on of not getting pregnant. If someone in, is having sex with you, it is just as much their responsibility to open up and have conversations about ways that you can keep yourselves protected from, you know, they're not, let's just not even talk about friggin' babies, but there are STDs out there, you know, and shit like that. Like it is, it is literally they're on the guy just as much. So let's like, yeah, shift the, let's shift the weight of it all being on the girl to think about, worry about, focus about, and plan for. It is about two, you're two people. It takes two people to have sex. First of all, consent. Second of all, co communication. 
you want to be talking about these things. And I love that. I love that you're talking and that that you naturally track and that you and Grant are on the same page. That is so important for women to not feel the burden and the pressure of all of that shit laying on our laps with everything else that's going on in life. It's, it's a lot. And it's really helpful for our men out there to know that, like, Get the conversation going. Ask your girl about her period. Ask, be it, you still know, you know, you can keep track too. You can help. Like there are ways that our guys can help too. And like, you know, most of the men out there are really amazing with their partners. I've seen a lot of really amazing things come from like social media where guys are, you know, they're curating little care packages for their girls because they know that it's coming, the time's coming. They know when their girl, you know, they know. And it's like that in itself is amazing. So good job, guys. Good job for you know, just showing up because that's, that is so amazing. And that helps, that helps us a lot. And, um, I am still, sorry, I am still take, I still have the Marina. So I do have the IUD, the hormonal IUD, but I track. Yeah. I track as well. So, and that's the funny thing because here's the other thing I want to say about IUDs. If you're going to go the IUD route, there's nothing wrong with it. Just be aware of, how it works. So my thing was, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get this IUD in and I'm going to have no period. Well, newsflash, that is not the case. And if it is for you, then you're a rock star and cool. But majority people and from what I think is majority saying uh, that you should you need to give it time to adjust and transition to your body, because it's a foreign substance that you're putting it's a foreign object that you're putting in there to control your hormones and your shit. And it's like, if you go into it under the pretense that you're going to get it put in and it's going to make everything magically fine, it is not that way. I'm going to tell you, I've had mine for going on, I'm going on year two now, and I am just leveling out my everything. So in the beginning, my period was like long and sporadic. I bl- I was like bleeding for a long time. And I'm like, yo, what is happening? I thought that I was going to get this. And then I was going to make my period was going to go away. So be aware of how long things take. And also just know that your body is having to adjust. You have to adjust. Everything has to balance itself out. So if you are going to try these IUDs or anything like that, know the differences between the two of them. One's copper and one has hormones. The copper one makes your period heavier and more painful painful potentially in the first little while of having it in and I believe that after a while it may or may not change that whereas the hormonal one I don't don't really even know it just freaking it's just all the things and (laughs) I think that was I don't know I kind of went all over the place but like it's important to know that things take time so it's like working out or losing weight or gaining weight it all takes time for sure. And I think for me, it was just kind of like, uh, and I think you'll attest to this. So if now you feel good at two years, but if you felt for the two years, it's like, yes, I agree with you in a certain uh, a degree with, yeah, for sure. Give it time. But after like frequently two to three years of feeling like shit with something, get rid of it. I mean, yeah, get rid of it. Cause your body, yes, it does take time, but at what point, like, cause we'll be really, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but it's really easy to be like, Oh, it's fine. It's going to bounce a little bit later. And now you're four or five years deep into it. And you think that, you know, that so- you're stuck. Yeah, give it give it time if you've got other things going on, but equally so, like if it's not working, there is other forms of IUDs and like we you'll hear Hillary's and she went with the um non-hormonal one and she's actually completely fine. So just meaning that if something's not working for you, give it time. Don't give up after two or three months. Can it's I... gonna take time. But after like two, three years, if you're going like three years, like mm. feel as good after two years. She yeah. knows it's good. 
let's say you have another shit year, you're going to be like, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate this. Right. And it can change at any time. So I guess with all of this, we are supporting every woman in any decision they make with their reproductive health going through this whole month of, of this, we are in support of what you need to make choice of your body. And we're going to come up with some pretty hard topics here that some people aren't going to agree with, but that's okay because we've all made our decisions. That's best for us. And we're bringing those experience to you guys. So you can have as many experiences on the table if you ever have to come up with these decisions so you can make the best on you based on our experiences right for me yeah no hormonal can work Kayla now is so I I like so in tune with her body and her mental illnesses that she is able to identify compartmentalize where it's not consuming her life that works for her yeah her mother-in-law can take birth control pills it's perfect another person can't even look at any sort of other hormones right so it's really making the decision for you and what you feel best and we're here for you we're just saying don't feel trapped don't feel alone and don't feel like you continually have to be doing what other people tell you need to do for your life. You know, what's best for you. You stand up for you. Exactly. Do the damn thing and don't be, and, and there's no shame in continually asking the questions, communicating with your partners, talking to other people in your community, us included about it. Cause we all have different experiences and we just want everyone to feel good that they're making the right choice for them or not. I don't know about UK, but I've gone to situations where it's like years later, it's like, well, fuck, if I would have known that I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah, no, that's a for sure. (laughs) Right. And like, I wish I would have known that. So I know that I'm not crazy. It's because of the birth control or because of early pregnancy or because of whatever, you know, so just have the conversations with everyone around and don't feel alone and stuck in your head, especially if you have anxiety and depression, that just makes it way worse. And maybe let's like stop making our sex education uh, with bananas and fucking like stupid old ass fucking content. Like let's, let's like, let's make it more relatable let's make it more like with the time and let's talk about contraceptives because do you remember contraceptives being a conversation in sex ed um no it was just condoms or birth control pills and don't have sex yeah okay yeah pretty much pushing the abstinence like it was like yeah we know you're all a bunch of horny teenagers but don't have sex it's like so yeah and it's like okay now i want to have it more and telling us not to so maybe i don't know i don't know just having more understanding of like, okay, if you tell someone you're not going to, they're going to. So if, if you're going to, these are the consequences. Like I like the ones where you like had a baby for a little bit, like understanding oh, yeah. you know, that those are the, and cause I, I, I might get shot for this, but sometimes I wonder in adult life when, you know, maybe this is coming from someone that has struggles with infertilities, but when, when people use their children as like, oh, well it's because I have kids. Oh, I just, as, as someone that has struggled with this, whether I want to have it or not, and seeing other people, your child is a blessing. I know there's going to be hard days, and I'm sure I'll take this back one day if I have kids, and I'm like, I want to fucking kill them. But just <laughs> in those moments, remember that there are women that are struggling that cannot and want that so, so bad. So although it's a blessing and you're allowed to have your hard times, just know when you say things like, or you take that having a child is something that you, sh- like, it's not something you should take for granted. That's your setback. Yeah, it's, it does. And it, and it just, um, it's, it's just a choice that some people don't get to make. Um, and it is a choice because, you know, you have sex, you can't get pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, it's hard. And I'm not for saying that. I hope I don't get hated for this, but just as someone that has struggled, they're not sure, you know, it's so painful and we're like, you know, having children isn't something not always, but most of the time it's not forced upon you. Um, and if you don't want that child coming from someone who might be able to adopt or want to do that, you know, there are people in the world that will take them too. So whatever your choices is good for you, but just saying, you know, 
it's um it's it's a blessing to be able to be a parent in whatever aspect that's why i love taking care of my cats because at least it's some form of motherhood <laughs> and you know what dude that is actually super important and i love that you said that because it is um and i'm actually sitting in one of those spots where it's like i'm a product of someone who didn't like take care of themselves or think about what they were doing or plan and so you know they're you know uh, what how do I want to say that like it is a privilege and an honor to have children treated as such it is like Brad you were saying I think in the beginning you were saying like it is a big deal and I I'm right there with you I believe that bringing a child into the world is more intense and has more stuff to it than getting married to me I'm sorry for the people listening but to me getting married is just something you do. It's become a trend. It's become a fad. Everyone has these big, like, and no offense. Go If you want to have a big crazy wedding and that's what you need to do to make your uniting special, for sure. But like, for me, that narrative is changing. I don't need a shitload of people at my wedding because I'm, if I'm getting married, I'm marrying someone for that, not for all the fuck for the show. And uh, it's like, it's, Having a kid's a deeper commitment. Yeah, dude, this is a life contract. This is a fucking yep. life contract. You are in it. I had my son at 24 and I'm in it till he's dead. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That sounds fucking morbid, but I'm in it till he's gone or I'm gone. Hopefully me first. But like, it is not a little thing. And there, you know, I don't, I kind of don't appreciate the women that take advantage or take it for granted in that aspect just be a little better, do a little better and be a more aware, you know, because yep. it's not and fair it's, to pump kids out no. and not fucking take care of them. Yeah. And it's, it, it just, it's something that's super special. And, and for those that struggle with it, like myself, I hear you, I see you. If someone wants to come ahead with their story, of course, um, we will put that on our platform and give you your space to share your story. And of course, like, again, I'm probably gonna eat my words one day if I do a doctor, you know, and I'm not discrediting any of that. And I I'm just saying the stuff with love and I'm not being like, oh, you need to be aware, but just, just know from a gal that, you know, has had her ups and downs with it, that I respect the fuck out of what women do as mothers, as going through their labor, their pregnancy, all of it. I think it's, I think you guys are beautiful and strong. And those that can't, I think you're equally as fucking strong and beautiful and just as much women. And I know I've gone through my phases where I've thought, you know, and not that it's comments, but you, you do feel that the backlash of that comment is that you're not a woman because then you can't conceive, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's the same thing when you look at if, you know, you have big boobs or your body image and none of that matters. Um, and that doesn't define if you're a woman or not, it, you are, and you can be a mother. And even though, and I've had, I'm only saying this out of experience is that I've had to come to terms at like 16 years old that I might never be able to have a child naturally. So I guess I can come from a place that's a lot easier to talk about it. But that doesn't mean that you're not a woman. It does not mean that you can't be a mother. It, it just might mean that you have to do something different. And coming from the fact that my amazing, strong fucking co-host is a um, direct, beautiful result of what adoption can do. Yes. Um, there is a lot of other beautiful ways. That's why I love the show Friends. It showed three different women having children by adoption, by surrogate, and a single mom. And I think that that was the most beautiful things friends that could ever do to us is show us that you can be a mother 
in all different ways. And you don't even need to have real, not real children, but adopted anything human. You can have fur babies. You could have people you love that you take care of. You could have people at work that you take care of. I just want to hone in home that that doesn't change. And you can, you just, unfortunately it's our stories and what we've had to be dealt with. And I just have decided to choose that as a badge of honor to stand for, for those that are going through the same struggles instead of hiding behind Mm -hmm. it and feeling less of a woman or not being able to be a potential mother. I know it's hard. And of course it's easier said than done, but I just encourage everyone that goes through that to not to maybe look at it just like everything else that you get to help a beautiful kid like Kayla who is just a baby and alone and get to raise her to the fucking fire that she is today. So that makes our story extra special with the two of us of you being able to be a mom and having that to me, maybe not being able to, and to connect in that other way is to me was one of the most um, inspiring things of our story. together. Yeah. And I love, I kind of like loved Loki loved when you mentioned adoption. So it's, I mean, like, yeah, I know it sounded, I know I came across kind of harsh there when I was first initially saying it, but like, that's my experience with it. I grew up hating my biological mother because the facts and the information I was given was like the least, um, I don't know, you got, you just, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that, you know, you were a product of whatever and that, you know, it kind of... It for for me, it made me feel like I was worthless because she, she, and that's that's just my feeling. I'm not saying that she didn't care about me. I believe that she did, and I know that had her circumstances maybe been a little different, it could have been better for her. And I just don't think she had enough like self worth and support to do the things she did. And I do know that my biological grandmother was involved and that, that there was a lot of support that way. But like when people are going through their shit, man, there is only so much you can do. And when you, unfortunately, when you have substances and things like that to it, it creates a lot of issues. And for the, you know, I was really angry at her for a long time. And then going through having my own child and all my own issue, my own stuff coming up, I've really, I've kind of like blossomed with it. I would like to say, I think that that's where I'm at. I, I don't hate her anymore. I don't hate her at all. I have a lot of compassion and um, I just don't, I kind of wanted to like, I don't want people to think I'm like being this harsh bitch where I'm like, don't fucking have kids and be a shit bird about it. Like, don't do that, obviously, but you know, um, yeah. There's a lot of there is a lot of beauty in, in adoption. Be- I am very much a product of that. Exactly. And I think that's what makes it beautiful. So I think that was like our whole point is like, you guys, everything kind of refers back to this. Everything that we talked about mental health, this affected by birth control, a lot of everything has to do too with our reproductive health, because look at through all of that, you know, it just starts with birth control, but then then you get pregnant. And then sometimes, you know, it's really being educated at all levels. And that's this month we want to talk about, we want to talk about the birth control. And we want to talk about uh, our for like um, ways of dealing with child loss and our ways of um, dealing not our ways but dealing with pregnancy as a topic and then you know early childhood and labor again having conversations that are not necessarily easy to talk about but a lot of us are feeling the same and I just it makes it easier to grow and understand and heal and feel like your story and your piece of the puzzle even though it might be different and unique is just as amazing and it all starts with talking about it and communicating and educating and so now you guys are more equipped to know of different stories and you'll hear the other girls that are going to talk about their experiences with birth control and as the months go on and 
I just think, again, the beautiful thing is that everything that we've done with me, me and Kay, um, is that we've taken everything in our lives and spun it to the beautiful and the, the yeah. good of it. So the good is, is that, you know, there's a lot of good and here was the negative and here's our stories and here's how we're winning and we love it. And I just, everything, every time we get on, it's like, we learn more about each other. We educate each other on more things and then we're more able to grow. And I just fucking love it. So I'm, I'm pumped for this episode and everyone to hear what we feel about birth control in the different ways. Um, I think that probably wraps it up for this episode. Hey, and we'll jump in next to the guest episodes that we have. Um, and then next topic is back on Kayla and she's going to tell us a little bit more about you pregnancy. <laughs> Yay! I love it. I'm so excited because this is something I'm going to learn a lot about and I'm really pumped about it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for you to take over again and teach me some things about being um a mom through pregnancy and how that went. And we'll also guys um, have the platform to talk about women that have feel pressured about pregnancy as well, and maybe not be going through that part of their lives, which is just as important a story. But I also know that a lot of our community, our new moms are want to get pregnant and I'm excited to open up that shit. So you guys can talk 100%. I'm so pumped. Like, honestly, I do the content that I'm like, I'm starting to think about things. The word here, it's going to come up again, compartmentalize. I'm starting to do the things with the compartmentalizing. And I'm like, oh, everywhere I go, I think what what it was like last week or something where I was like, oh, man, I have a story for when we get into pregnancy. Like, I've I've got things written down. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. It's going to be a good one. And I'm excited. It is. And we encourage you guys, if you have stories about anything that's coming up, jump in with us. If not, me and Kayla will always be here to support you. Always be here with the content. We thank you guys again so much. Make sure you're following us on all of our social platforms. And I guess we'll sign off for today. So until next time, babes. Bye, bye. guys. Thank you guys so much for stopping by today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more or be updated with episode drops, please make sure to send us some love on our Instagram page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Give us a follow and stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week. Until next time, babes.